Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Life Transformational Self-Help. I am your host, Wilhelmina, and my new topics of discussion are deriving from my book that I've been writing over the years, Signs of Having Demonic Spirits Writing Your Back, and today's topic is, What Does It Mean to Be Our Brother's Keeper? This self-help episode is presented to encourage, uplift, and help you perceive your beliefs about who you are with guidance in making conscious decisions and taking accountability for the choices you make and how it affects others around you. Also, it is a healing process in hope of finding love, joy, peace, and confidence in knowing who you are through your beliefs in Jesus. I pray that you will be blessed, inspired to apply this self-help to your life. Mind your own business. Leave me alone. You're getting on my nerves. He say. God commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Literally, this is speaking about more than just your neighbors next door or down the street and family members, but more about all we come in contact with or encounter. If we are fulfilling his commandment of love, then we should know that other people's business is our business, especially when it is something bringing death to that person and is not worth dying over. A loving action to help save those who have or are fallen into sin. Says you're my concern as Jesus has done for us who are living through him. As believers, Minding our own business will be a selfish action. In return, it expresses to the world that us and the God that we serve doesn't care what happens to others. Let's go into scripture. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? This is found in Genesis chapter 4, verse 9. God began to question Cain about the absence of Abel. Probably because God was testing the heart of Cain to show him what he sees in him, which is a broken spirit due to his own arrogance. Think about how bold he is in answering in reference to what God acts of him like as if he's a god who doesn't have to answer to anyone a good example of that is just like you rolling up in the hood territory trying to talk some mess to the one who is in charge and they give you this look which clearly states i don't have to answer to you You better roll up out of here before something bad happens to you. The fact that God asks about the whereabouts of Abel is an indication that we ought to respond with sensitivity to the whereabouts of those who are in need of our protection. Also, it is God's business that we share the truth with others by withholding nothing. This makes us our brother's keeper. 
even when they are not desiring our help. What better way than secretly praying for that individual? Prayer releases a change for the better and a changed mind. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. James chapter 5 verse 16. So do you still think you're not your brother or your sister's keeper? If so, then you're going to need to do some self-reflecting because you have not taken into consideration whether this could be you or your loved ones needing some type of advocacy or financial relief for having a peace of mind, even if they have wronged you. Caring means that you are your brother and sister's keeper and that we are not getting in their business but are advocating on behalf of their well-being because God has required us to do so. It's a part of our assignment to step in, not because we're busybodies, but because we are willing to put our life on the line to save another person's life. This is something Jesus would do. With all that said, let's pray. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or if you have fallen away from him, simply say this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent of my sin. I turn to you. Father, I receive your Son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ died and rose just for me. I believe that his blood washes me and cleanses me from all unrighteousness. Father, in you I am free. Father, through your blood, my past is history and my future is bright. Father, in you I am made new. Father, in you, I am complete. Father, in you, I am made whole. Father, in you, I am restored. Father, I surrender every area of my life to you, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Now that you have prayed your belief in Jesus, it is only the beginning of what's to be completed. It's necessary that you be water baptized, which is the hour symbol that you have died to your old life and is brought up in the newness of Christ and received the Holy Spirit, which is your new spiritual birth sent by Jesus. It is a helper in getting control of our subconscious ways of thinking and sustain us with clear focus, a compass when we can't see our way. You may be thinking... What is the Holy Spirit and how can I receive it? The Holy Spirit is God's Spirit. Sent from heaven as a comforter here on earth. It has been given to us by Jesus as a way of staying connected with God, sustaining our well-being, and to use as a compass, guide, and instructions in helping us get back to God. You can receive the Holy Spirit through praying and asking God to fill you with His presence, meaning with His Spirit. This could be found in Scripture, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, the day of Pentecost. To help you understand or get more clarity of why we need the Holy Spirit, 
we are a spirit being transported in a body. It is not the body that makes up who we are, but our spirit. It is a necessity that we be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is our way of staying connected to God. Honestly speaking, without a ticket for entry, you won't get into the gates of heaven. The Holy Spirit is your pass for entering into eternal life. Actually, all three are essential for you to um, be able to enter into the heaven gates. Metaphorically speaking, it is like taking an airplane trip, but without making the payment first. Without the ticket, you ain't able to board for departure to your destination. You have to receive a new heart. When I'm speaking of a new heart, I'm speaking of a new spirit. I'm not talking about your physical heart that pumps blood through your body, but this is a spiritual connection that's connected to your spirit. Your new heart is the connection to being ready for the rapture. And you can't leave earth without it. It's just like having American Express card. You can't leave home without it because you need it. Receive your transplant today and stay connected to your true destiny. Be prepared to leave and stay erect and being watchful by staying connected to the main source, which is God. Meaning stand firmly on what you believe and do that which is right and live a holy life. In other words, completing the equation, you believing in Jesus and accepting him as your Lord and Savior, accepting the water baptism, and receiving the Holy Spirit is the compass which continuously keeps us in position for reaching our destiny. Jesus is the connection to eternal life. Your new heart helping you in making the rapture and getting you into heaven. This concludes our episode for today. Thank you for listening. Your host, Wilhelmina. Have a blessed, prosperous, and productive day.